Okay, so we are reading about the family of Benjamin today. And then we're going to delve in to the inhabitants of Israel. Because, while well, chapter 8 is a genealogy of Benjamin, chapter 9 concerns itself with all of Israel, God's community of people, after their return from exile in Babylon. We see, as we read, the reason for captivity. And then we read about the priests, the Levites, and the Nethanims, or the temple servants, who got appointed to restore, to restore <laughs> the true order of worship, which was lost for so long during their captivity. Okay. Now Benjamin begat Bela, his firstborn, Ashbel the second, and Aharath the third, Nohath the fourth, and Rapha the fifth. And the sons of Bela were Adar, and Gera, and Abihud, and Abishua, and Naaman, and Ahoa, and Gera, and Shephaphan, and Huram. These are the sons of Ehud. These are the heads of the fathers of the inhabitants of Geba, and they removed them to Manahath. And Naaman, and Ahiah, and Gera, he removed them, and begat Uzzah, and Ahihud. And Shaharaim begat children in the country of Moab, after he had sent them away. Hushim and Baara were his wives. And he begat Hodesh, his wife, Jobab, and Zibiah, and Mesha, and Malcham, and Jeuz, and Shachiah, and Mirmah. These were his sons, heads of the fathers. And of Hushim he begat Abitub and Elpal, the sons of Elpal, Eber, and Misham, and Shamed, who built Ono and Lod, with the towns thereof. Beriah also, and Shema, who were heads of the fathers of the inhabitants of Aijalan, who drove away the inhabitants of Gath, and Ahio, Shashak, and Jeremoth, and Zebediah, and Arad, and Adair, and Michael, and Ispah, and Johah, the sons of Beriah, and Zebediah, and Meshulam, and Hezekiah, and Heber, Ishmerai also, and Jezlaiah, and Jobab, the sons of Elpal, and Jachim, and Zikri, and Zabdai, and Elaine, and Zilthai, and Eliel, and Adaiah, and Beraiah, and Shimrath, the sons of Shimhi, and Ishpan, and Heber, and Eliel, and Abdon, and Zikri, and Hanan, and Hananiah, and Elam, and Antithajiah, and Iphadiah, and Penuel, the sons of Shishak, and Shamshirai, and Shehariah, and Athaliah, and Jedesiah, and Eliah, and Zikri, the sons of Jeraham. These were the heads of the fathers by their generations, 
chief men, and these dwelt in Jerusalem. And at Gibeon dwelt the father of Gibeon, whose wife's name was Maka, and his firstborn son, Abdon, and Zur, and Kish, and Baal, and Nadab, and Gedor, and Ahio, and Zachar. And Mikloth begat Shemaiah, and these also dwelt with their brethren in Jerusalem over against them. And Ner begat Kish, and Kish begat Saul, and Saul begat Jonathan, and Malchishua, and Abinadab, and Eshbal. And the son of Jonathan was Meribbel, and Meribbel begat Micah. And the sons of Micah were Pethon, and Melech, and Tereah, and Ahaz. And Ahaz begat Jehoiada, and Jehoiada begat Alameth, and Asmaveth, and Zimri. And Zimri begat Moza, and Moza begat Benaiah. Rapha was his son, Eliasa his son, Azel his son. And Azel had six sons, whose names are these, Azrakam, Bocheru, and Ishmael, and Sheraiah, and Obadiah, and Hanan. All these were the sons of Azel. And the sons of Eshek, his brother, were Ulam his firstborn, Jehush the second, and Elephelet the third. And the sons of Ulam were mighty men of valor, archers, and had many sons, and sons' sons, an hundred and fifty. All these are of the sons of Benjamin. So all Israel were reckoned by genealogies, and behold, they were written in the book of the kings of Israel and Judah, who were carried away to Babylon for their transgression. Now the first inhabitants that dwelt in their possessions in their cities were the Israelites, the priests, Levites, and the Nethinims. And in Jerusalem dwelt the children of Judah, and of the children of Benjamin, and of the children of Ephraim, and Manasseh. Uthai, the son of Amahud, the son of Omri, the son of Imri, the son of Bani, the son of Perez, the son of Judah, and of the Shilonites, Asaiah the firstborn, and his sons. And, on the, and of the sons of Zerah, Jeuel, and their brethren, six hundred and ninety. And of the sons of Benjamin, Salu, the son of Meshalam, the son of Hodaviah, the son of Hasanuah. And Ibnaiah, the son of Jeroham, and Elah, the son of Uzai, the son of Mikri, and Meshulam, the son of Shephathiah, the son of Ruel, the son of Ibnijah. And their brethren, according to their generations, nine hundred and fifty and six. And all these men were chief of the fathers in the house of their fathers. And of the priests, Jediah and Jehoiarib and Jachin, and Azariah the son of Hilkiah, the son of Meshulam, the son of Zadok, the son of Merioth, the son of Ahitub, the ruler 
of the house of God. And Adaiah, the son of Jeroham, the son of Pashur, the son of Melchijah, and Masai, the son of Adael, the son of Jazerah, the son of Meshalam, the son of Meshalameth, the son of Immer, and their brethren, heads of the house of their fathers, a thousand and seven hundred and threescore, very able men for the work of the service of the house of God. And of the Levites, Shemaiah, the son of Hashub, the son of Azrakam, the son of Hashabiah, of the sons of Merari, and Bakbakar, Haresh, and Galal, and Mataniah, the son of Micah, the son of Zikri, the son of Asaph, and Obadiah, the son of Shemaiah, the son of Galal, the son of Jeduthun, and Berechiah, the son of Asa, the son of Elkanah, that dwelt in the villages of the Netophathites. And the porters were Shalom and Akub, and Talmon, and Ahiman, and their brethren. Shalom was the chief, who hitherto waited in the king's gate eastward. They were porters in the companies of the children of Levi. And Shalom, the son of Korah, and his son, Abiasaph, the son of Korah, and his brethren, of the house of his father, were Korahites, and were over the work of the service, keepers of the gates of the tabernacle. And their fathers, being over the host of the Lord, were keepers of the entry. And Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, was the ruler over them in time past, and the Lord was with him. And Zechariah, the son of Meshelamiah, was porter of the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And all these which were chosen to be porters in the gates were two hundred and twelve. These were reckoned by their genealogy in their villages, whom David and Samuel the seer did ordain in their set office. So they and their children had the oversight of the gates of the house of the Lord, namely the house of the tabernacle, by wards. In four quarters were the porters, toward the east, west, north, and south. And their brethren, which were in their villages, were to come after seven days from time to time with them. For these Levites, the four chief porters, were in their set office, and were over the chambers and treasuries of the house of God. And they lodged round about the house of God, because the charge was upon them, and the opening thereof every morning pertained to them. And certain of them had the charge of the ministering vessels, that they should bring them in and out by tale. Some of them also were appointed to oversee the vessels, and all the instruments of the sanctuary, and the fine flour, and the wine, and the oil, and the frankincense, and the spices. And some of the sons of the priests made the ointment of the spices. And Mattathiah, one of the Levites, 
who was the firstborn of Shalom the Korahite, had the set office over the things that were made in the pans. And other of their brethren, of the sons of the Kohathites, were over the shewbread, to prepare it every Sabbath. And these are the singers, chief of the fathers of the Levites, who, remaining in the chambers, were free, for they were employed in that work day and night. These chief fathers of the Levites were chief throughout their generations. These dwelled at Jerusalem. And now here is the family of Saul. And in Gibeon dwelt the father of Gibeon, Jehiel, whose wife's name was Maacha, and his firstborn son Abdon, then Zur, and Kish, and Baal, and Ner, and Nadab, and Gedor, and Ahio, and Zechariah, and Mikloth. And Mikloth begat Shimeam, and they also dwelt with their brethren at Jerusalem, over against their brethren. And Ner begat Kish, and Kish begat Saul, and Saul begat Jonathan, and Melchishua, and Abinadab, and Eshbal. And the son of Jonathan was Meribbaal, and Meribbaal begat Micah. And the sons of Micah were Python, and Melech, and Tereah, and Ahaz. And Ahaz begat Jerah, and Jerah begat Alameth, and Asmaveth, and Zimri. And Zimri begat Moza, and Moza begat Benaiah, and Rephaiah his son, Eleazar his son, Azel his son. And Azel had six sons whose names are these, Azrakam, Bocheru, and Ishmael, and Sheariah, and Obadiah, and Hanan. These were the sons of Azel. So now we're moving on to chapter 10, which begins a historical summary of Israel's past, beginning with the monarchical era. In this chapter, he states the reason for the rejection of Saul and the transfer of the kingdom to David. So the remaining events in this book deal with the history of David and the significance of his reign. Now the Philistines fought against Israel, and the men of Israel fled from before the Philistines and fell down, slain in Mount Gilboa. And the Philistines followed hard after Saul and after his sons, and the Philistines slew Jonathan and Abinadab and Malchishua, the sons of Saul. And the battle went sore against Saul, and the archers hit him, and he was wounded of the archers. Then said Saul to his armor-bearer, Draw thy sword, and thrust me through therewith, lest these uncircumcised come and abuse me. But his armor-bearer would not, for he was sore afraid. So Saul took a sword and fell upon it. And when his armor-bearer saw that Saul was dead, he fell likewise on the sword and died. So Saul died, and his three sons and all his house died together. And when all the men of Israel that were in the valley saw that they fled, and that Saul and his sons were dead, then they forsook their cities and fled, 
and the Philistines came and dwelt in them. And it came to pass on the morrow, when the Philistines came to strip the slain, that they found Saul and his sons fallen in Mount Gilboa. And when they had stripped him, they took his head and his armor, and sent into the land of the Philistines round about, to carry tidings unto their idols and to the people. And they put his armor in the house of their gods, and fastened his head in the temple of Dagon. And when all Jabesh-Gilead heard all that the Philistines had done to Saul, they arose, all the valiant men, and took away the body of Saul, and the bodies of his sons, and brought them to Jabesh, and buried their bones under the oak in Jabesh, and fasted seven days. So Saul died for his transgression, which he committed against the Lord, even against the word of the Lord, which he kept not, and also for asking counsel of one that had a familiar spirit to inquire of it, and inquired not of the Lord. Therefore he slew him, and turned the kingdom unto David, the son of Jesse. So Saul died for his transgression here, and they list. He didn't keep the word of God. He asked counsel of basically a witch, and we know God speaks as that being an abomination. Okay, so now we come to chapter 11. So, the first seven years of David's reign as king at Hebron over two tribes are assumed, but they're not really described. The narrative actually begins with David becoming king over all of Israel. So chapter 11 starts the story of David. And 2 Samuel 2-5 through tells in more detail how David became king over Judah and then over all of Israel. David experienced, as we remember, along with personal moral failures and shame, he also experienced great things at the hand of God. So there's quite a few parallel accounts here you can read through. Um, 2 Samuel omits most of the difficulties David experienced. So there's a different perspective there. But to emphasize these events that were important to God's purpose and salvation, and also to encourage the disheartened community that was finally resettling in its homeland. This purpose, really it's reflected in the author's focus on the building of the temple, his omission of apostasy and idolatry as he's telling the stories of David and Solomon, um, wanting to give them hope to help them to see God is with them. Okay, so chapter 11. Then all Israel gathered themselves to David unto Hebron, saying, Behold, we are thy bone and thy flesh. And moreover, in time past, even when Saul was king, thou wast he that leddest out and broughtest in Israel. And the Lord thy God said unto thee, Thou shalt feed my people Israel, and thou shalt be ruler over my people Israel. Therefore came all the elders of Israel to the kings of Hebron, and David made a covenant with them in Hebron before the Lord, and they anointed David king over Israel 
according to the word of the Lord by Samuel. And David and all Israel went to Jerusalem, which is Jebus, where the Jebusites were, the inhabitants of the land. And the inhabitants of Jebus said to David, Thou shalt not come hither. Nevertheless David took the castle of Zion, which is in the city of David. Okay, so Zion was one of the hills on which Jerusalem stood, formerly the site of a Jebusite fortress David captured. The hill became sacred when David brought the Ark of the Covenant to Zion, and later the name Zion was applied to the city of Jerusalem, the congregation of Israel, and also heaven itself. Okay, verse 6. And David said, Whosoever smiteth the Jebusites first shall be chief and captain. So Joab, the son of Zeruiah, went up first and was chief. And David dwelt in the castle. Therefore they called it the city of David. And he built the city round about, even from Milo round about. And Joab repaired the rest of the city. So David waxed greater and greater, for the Lord of hosts was with him. Now these also are the chief of the mighty men whom David had, who strengthened themselves with him in his kingdom, and with all Israel, to make him king, according to the word of the Lord concerning Israel. And this is the number of the mighty men whom David had. Joshabim, a Hakmonite, the chief of the captains, he lift up his spear against three hundred slain by him at one time. And after him was Eleazar, the son of Dodo, the Ahohite, who was one of the three mighties. He was with David at Pasdamim, and there the Philistines were gathered together to battle, where was a parcel of ground full of barley, and the people fled from before the Philistines. And they set themselves in the midst of that parcel, and delivered it, and slew the Philistines, and the Lord saved them by a great deliverance. Now three of the thirty captains went down to the rock, to David, into the house of Adullam, and the host of the Philistines encamped in the valley of Rephaim. And David was then in the hold, and the Philistines' garrison was then at Bethlehem. And David longed and said, Oh, that one would give me drink of the water of the well of Bethlehem that is at the gate. And the three brake through the host of the Philistines, and drew water out of the well of Bethlehem that was by the gate, and took it, and brought it to David. But David would not drink of it, but poured it out to the Lord, and said, my God forbid it me that I should do this thing. Shall I drink the blood of these men that have put their lives in jeopardy? For with the jeopardy of their lives they brought it. Therefore he would not drink it. These things did these three mightiest. And Abishai, the brother of Joab, he was chief of the three, for lifting up his spear against three hundred, he slew them, and had a name among the three. Of the three he was more honorable than the two, 
for he was their captain. Howbeit he attained not to the first three. Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, the son of a valiant man of Kabzeel, who had done many acts, he slew two lion-like men of Moab. Also he went down and slew a lion in a pit in a snowy day. And he slew an Egyptian, a man of great stature, five cubits high, and in the Egyptian's hand was a spear like a weaver's beam, and he went down to him with a staff, and plucked the spear out of the Egyptian's hand, and slew him with his own spear. These things did Benaiah the son of Jehoiada, and had a name among the three mighties. Behold, he was honorable among the thirty, but attained not to the first three. And David set him over his guard. Also the valiant men of the armies were Asahel, the brother of Joab, Elhanan, the son of Dodo of Bethlehem, Shamoth, the Harorite, Helez, the Pelonite, Ira, the son of Ikesh, the Tekoite, Abiezer, the Antothite, Sibekai, the Hushathite, Elai, the Ahohite, Maharai, the Netophathite, Heled, the son of Baana, the Netophathite, Ithai, the son of Ribai, of Gibeah, that pertained to the children of Benjamin, Benaiah, the Perthanite, Horai, of the brooks of Gash, Abiel, the Arbathite, Asmaveth, the Baharamite, Eliahaba, the Shalbanite, the sons of Hashem, the Gizanite, Jonathan, the son of Shagei, the Harahite, Ahayam, the son of Sakar, the Hararite, Eliphel, the son of Ur, Hefer, the Meturathite, Ahijah, the Pelonite, Hezro, the Carmelite, Neari, the son of Ezbai, Joel, the brother of Nathan, Mibhar, the son of Hagari, Zelak, the Ammonite, Nahari, the Barothite, the armor-bearer of Joab, the son of Zeruiah, Ira, the Ithrite, Gerab, the Ithrite, Uriah, the Hittite, Zabad, the son of Alei, Adina, the son of Sheza the Reubenite, a captain of the Reubenites, and thirty with him. Hanan, the son of Macha, and Josephat, the Mithnite. Uzziah, the Ashterathite, Shammah, and Jehiel, the sons of Hothan, the Aroerite. Jediel, the son of Shimri, and Joha, his brother, the Tizite. Eliel, the Mahavite, and Jerabai, and Josephiah, the sons of Alnam, and Ithma, the Moabite, Eliel, and Obed, and Jasael, the Mesobite. So Uriah is listed here as one of the mighty men who faithfully gave David's kingship support. And yet, we remember how that goes. David took his wife and had Uriah killed. David's sin 
left ugly scars and consequences for himself, his family, and all of Israel. So much so that this is even alluded to in the New Testament, in the book of Matthew, chapter 1. So as we go through these, we see how there were mighty men. There were always mighty men who were alongside him. He certainly, he could not on his own. And God was with him, and God was with many of these men. And we also see how sin, it always has its consequences. And so, those who know to do good and do it not, let us be those who know and do good. I'll see you tomorrow.